in the spirit of Valentine's Day, I am going to encourage you all to put the focus on yourself. Um, you know, we like to focus on loving our significant others or this year our girlfriends, which is cool and all, you know, still let them know you love them. But think about yourself. Take yourself out on a little date, you know, treat yourself, do whatever makes you feel good and whatever you consider self-care. In honor of Black History Month, I am going to honor our girl Issa Rae and all the big things that she's doing. Issa Rae is out here popping, y'all. She has the Photograph coming out, which is her new movie um, that she's in, and it comes out on Valentine's Day, and it's just a black love story. That's what it is. Looks like it's going to be pretty good. Go see that. She also has another movie coming out, and she was on the cover of Culture Magazine for the second annual film issue, and the cover of Who, What, Where. Also, Issa Rae has started a um, music label in conjunction with Atlantic Records, and she voiced a character for Hair Love, which just won an Oscar. And season four of Insecure comes out in April. So, yay, Issa. Ooh, ooh, let's start the show. Let's start the show. <laughs> ooh, I also want to highlight, as we dive into these topics today, Seba, the bad bitch standard poodle, who won Best in Show for the Westminster Dog Show. She's the fifth poodle in history to do it. So, you know, I love me a standard poodle. She's black. <laughs> Shout out to Siba. Oh my God, guys, we're back. Hey. Okay. Um, <laughs> so good to see you. It's been forever. It's been forever. We're so glad to be back again. We took a little hiatus. Unintentional, unintentional hiatus. <laughs> so. We're a mess. We're back. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm not. My face hurts. Viewers, I got into a car accident, so <laughs> I can't laugh too much. Listeners, there are listeners. Whatever the fuck y'all are, <laughs> I got in a car accident, and I can't laugh too much. And I keep telling Grace that making I'm me sorry, laugh. I'm not doing anything. Cause my mouth, I have stitches, so it's very tight. I have Botox. Um, what's that girl that do both share? <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> you're, you're doing it to yourself. <laughs> Hold on. I'm so glad you're here. So glad Thank you're back. You. I'm glad I'm, I'm not dead. Yeah, me too. Um, the quote, the quote of the week is, "You must never be fearful about what you are doing when it is right," and that is by Amen. Nicki Minaj's favorite Rosa Parks. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I hate you so much. Oh my gosh! Did you hear that song? Did you listen to the song? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Did what you, is wrong with me? Did you like it? I, it's growing on me. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't listened to it yet. She's had a long week. Weekend. Nikki's had a long look. I wasn't even gonna talk about it because I'm just like the girls are worn out. Oh my god! I'm but Nikki's had. <laughs> Nikki has had who her and Meek Mill got into it like nobody's business. Oh my and, god, yes. Um, there was a lot of back and forth on the internet where they just I, I, it started with outfits, which Nikki's husband does That's dress so a little funny. funny. All the mannequins, but the, the Meek. <laughs> you already ones know how I feel about it. Took me out. 
Meek in those like capri, those capri Gucci jeans. Those are iconic. That is iconic meme. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Oh, that was no, that was funny. That was the one that took me out. I was done. So yeah, they got into it, and uh, it was some accusations that were also thrown in there yeah. from Nikki's part, saying that Meek. Uh, like used to hit her and, mm-hmm. and his sister and stuff and so it was a lot. Me also, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. That's why I was like, whew, I don't know. But go check it out if you haven't. Yeah, that picture for sure because it's worth it. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, follow your dreams. Girls apart. Know what you want. Yeah, which is so great. Um, in spirit of loving yourself and yes, yeah. showing yourself some love. Um, what do you have for us? On the so. Since we um, didn't, so, since you guys didn't get to hear us last week, I do want to take the time to honor Kobe Bryant and his passing, mm. and um, the eight other people who were also on the helicopter with him, including Gianna Bryant, his daughter, mm-hmm. um, John Altabelli, mm-hmm. Carrie and Alyssa Altabelli, mm-hmm. that was a family, um, Christina Mauser, Era Zabayan, Sarah and Peyton Chester. So I just want to recognize. And, well, we want to memorialize them and honor them and, you know, just pray for those families. Intense. Yeah, because that was a hard one. It was very intense. Yeah, it was very intense. And, whew, it still is intense. It's still intense. It's so intense I had to take a break this weekend from social media. I just couldn't. Couldn't do it. It was a lot. I felt you. It's, it's honestly just, it's really been a lot since he died. Like, literally since people found oh, yeah. out. It's been, everyone's been in uproar. Black community's definitely been in uproar. The White House it's, it's has a sham gotten, over there. The White House has also gotten no better. The White House is just in shambles. Not gonna get better for a while. Oh no. We never talk politics, but I guess we can mention that, you know, your favorite president was acquitted. Who, Agent, Agent Orange? Yes. He was acquitted. And so I sh- it's like getting away with murder. I just don't understand. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is. You know, you like now you you're like showing people that it's okay for you to like commit crimes and do things that are illegal because what's unless you're what's, black. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's the part I forgot. If you are specifically a white man, but really a white person, because mm-hmm. white women also get away with murder. So yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. So yeah, that was crazy. It's just been a it's been a really crazy couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Like. We're also about to retrograde, so that's, I think that's kind of has something to do with it right now. Like, everything is just... The, so. the world it's is... because we're about to be on water season. Yeah, that is true, too. Pisces, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the end of the week, the sun is moving into Pisces. So she's at the so end of the world. Like, yeah. Feels like it, though. So Every day. <laughs> Every single day. So what let's just dive right on into this Gail King interview, which <laughs> is so funny because I feel like everybody has... Been talking about it? No, everyone's been talking about it. I had to, I really had to take a break this weekend because it was too much for me. Snoop Dogg was talking about it? <sighs> Look, Snoop I don't Dog. know why everything is funny to me. I don't know. You're the day over there. my mouth <laughs> is the way it is, everything is funny you to me. You literally cannot so- stop laughing. Ooh, y'all, it's just a lot to unpack with this, and I've I've personally been unpacking <laughs> for the past week. So, as a journalist, I have talked to every journalist I know 
that I, ha- I that I have conversations with on a regular about, about this and things like that. And I've been talking to some of my friends about it. Didn't go over too well with some well, what of them. Happened? So Gail King did an interview with Lisa Leslie where Which I also forgot that that lady played basketball. Did, did you he? just forget about Lisa Leslie? Or yeah. did you just forget that no, she played basketball? Both. <laughs> okay. I, I know that's all she- Lisa Leslie is going down. Basement. Yeah, because like when you Nicki think Minaj. about Lika, Lisa Lika. <laughs> when you think about Lisa Leslie, I just couldn't equate anything else but like, you know, being a basketball player. Not say not saying that's the only accomplishment she's has. She's had. But that's her occupation. It might be her only accomplishment. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here today. Get out of here. So, Gail did the interview with Lisa Leslie where she asked her um, about the sexual allegations allegations against Kobe Bryant that happened back in 2003. So, people's people's react... Gosh, I just feel like you have to... (laughs) I don't want to break this down anymore. It was pretty... It's pretty, like, like straightforward in the sense, like, she she asks these questions... She what? asked if she mentioned, like, because Lisa pretty much was saying, like, I didn't see that side yeah. of him. Like, that's not the kind of person that he was. And mm-hmm. so Gail responded and was like, well, Lisa, you you wouldn't see it because uh-huh. you're his best friend, which she's not necessarily lying. Yeah, you know, that's accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, then Gail asked her, you know, is it is it fair pretty much that people are still talking about it now and Lisa I felt like Lisa I mean she conducted herself in the way that you do in an interview and because Lisa pretty much was just like well you know he was acquitted so the charges were dropped we should pretty much leave it there and I don't know why I'm gonna laugh I don't know, but I people saw, were what? I'm so sorry. I saw, you you watched the Black Lady Sketch, all right? Yeah. So I was watching that all day. I'm so sorry, listeners, but I have to say this. <laughs> so the episode went in the courtroom. It's like the Black Lady courtroom, <laughs> yes. and, she, and she says, um, she said if the <laughs> she said if the chairs, she said if there's no chairs. Um, in the picture, you must have quit it. And then the lady <laughs> on the stairs, she's like, that's the good one. So when you said that, that's all I could think of. I'm so sorry. I don't know what is wrong with me today. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Just... So I'm, the black community was in uproar. Yeah. And it was specifically the black community because when I asked my white journalist <laughs> program director, he didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Probably not. So... Everyone was really upset because they felt like uh, Lisa shouldn't, I mean, Gail shouldn't have asked Lisa that. She shouldn't be bringing up Kobe's sexual assault allegations because it's defaming his legacy and him. Sorry, that's me. It's defaming his legacy and him after he's gone. He's dead. So let's just start with asking you how you feel about it. So this, so in the beginning, and when it first came out, I was very like, Okay, what's going on here? It makes me very uncomfortable. And that's what I said. I, and, I, and I posted about it. I was like, mm, I, yeah, I love what you do, girl. <laughs> really amazing. Can never forget R. Kelly. Like, you really slayed some ass. Shout out to you, Gail. Right? But, you know. But that really did make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But um, after, like, just really, like, sitting with it, um, I think it, it it's two things. It makes me uncomfortable because it's so soon when he died. And... Um, just like how the court case went, and just like it, I guess it really bothered me also primarily because the way like Gail asked the question, it wasn't the fact that the question was asked, it was just like it was just so like da da da, like it wasn't like 
Like, I needed a little more emotion. I think that's what, for me, it would have made me, made me feel better. And I also see the other side of the spectrum where it's like, she is a um, journalist, and this is what she does. And then she didn't, go, she didn't go easy on R. Kelly. She hasn't gone easy on a lot of people, so why should she be easy also on, like, this topic of Kobe Bryant? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, like, none of us were there. Like, we don't know I'm if so this glad you said on. that. Don, you're just... I'm glad you said that and it's because real. it is real. So I do want to talk about the case for a little bit, very briefly. Um, just some quick details. If I can find it. Okay, so it was 2003. Kobe Bryant was 24. He was accused of raping a 19-year-old, which I don't even know if age is really even that relevant no, here. No, class 18. Yeah, the point of it is that she was like working at the hotel where he was staying and stuff like that, and she was giving him a tour, mm-hmm. and she said afterwards that Kobe Bryant raped her on said tour. So people love to throw out the acquittal word one, probably don't even know what it means. And two, don't even be having all the details. That's all I'm going to say. So the criminal case was acquitted. Yeah. He was acquitted for the criminal case. But then, and that was because she didn't want to testify. Yeah. But that was after it had raised so much publicity. And it it was like literally a spectacle at that point because it's Kobe Bryant. So she uh, filed a civil case against him. And mm-hmm. that's where... The settlement, the out of court settlement came from. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't just it wasn't just this acquittal where it's like, oh, we find this man innocent of this crime. Mm-hmm. He is free to go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that kind of situation. It was a situation where you don't you no longer have the person who's making the the um, accusations against him wanting to at least pursue it criminally. Mm-hmm. And that could be for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. It, it's not because she was lying. It's not because or it's not necessarily because she was lying. It's not because all this other men's sperm was found in her. Like, it, th- Just stop. I just want everybody to stop. Yeah. Because it's crazy. Like She honestly probably just could not deal with all of the pressure that she was receiving mm-hmm. from that case. Mm-hmm. And it probably was better for her to settle it on a lower level. And she probably also, maybe also she didn't even want to you know, go after him like that. Like criminally, that, I mean, criminal and civil court is different, Mm -hmm. you know? So maybe she didn't want those, I mean, it was a felony assault that Mm -hmm. he was then being charged for. So Mm -hmm. maybe she also felt like that was too much. Who knows what happened, why this lady decided to do this, but she did still Mm -hmm. pursue, you know, a case against him. And it was settled out of court, which in my opinion could be because it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, and this is the thing I say. I don't, like, I don't know if it did. It just makes you, yeah. Like, it just makes me uncomfortable sometimes, like looking on race spectrum. I know, like, we, a lot of times we don't like bringing race and rape together. Mm-hmm. But, like, it does make you uncomfortable sometimes because a lot of times, you know, like when it, like Emmett Till, and, like stuff like that, when mm-hmm. it comes to white women and black men, mm-hmm. it has been like a, tr- like not a trend, but like sometimes it happens. Like, it's a lie. Yeah. And I'm not saying, and once again, I don't know. I wasn't in that room. Or what made me accept it a little bit more if it did happen or if it didn't was when Kobe Bryant came around and said, I don't, he said, if this is how she felt, then I apologize for that. Exactly. Because I felt like I was just interacting with her different. And I think it takes a really big man to acknowledge that and say yeah. that. Because he's not, he, he he's, like, he don't, he's saying, listen, I don't know. I don't know. 
But what happened between her and my perception is this is how I treated her, this is how I thought mm-hmm. it was, and I apologize for that. And, and I thought that was really great. I agree. That's what I want to bring attention to because I don't want it to. I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying Kobe Bryant did sexually assault exactly, her because we don't know. We have no idea. That's I'm just stating, you know, and not to you, but like just yeah. to the listeners. But like I'm literally just stating the reasons why things like this could happen instead mm-hmm. of the reasons why people have been saying that on yeah. social media. So like you said, like Kobe Bryant, he it's not like he got up here and was just like, she's li- like trying to make it seem like this woman was lying. I feel like he handled it how he a, needed it to handle it. Exactly. Uh, like how, how it needs real to be handled. adult, like just... How a real man should yeah. handle the situation. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you don't... so yes. But back to the interview, I... I didn't see it in the same way that you saw it, and apparently most people saw it. I don't think that Gail was... I honestly don't feel like she was pressuring Lisa to answer those questions. I don't think so either. I don't think she was aggressive in how she asked her. I don't even feel like she was, like, poking and poking the bear. She asked one question. She stated she she simply said you wouldn't see it because of how close mm-hmm. you were to him. And that's not a lie. That's a real statement. It's a real statement. And it's a response to what Lisa said. Lisa then responded to that, as she should have. And then Gail asked her, which was a completely fair question, which was, do you feel like the media you know, should still be yeah. talking about it? And I feel like Gail and Leslie's response was good. So I thought it was a good a, a good part of the interview. Like mm-hmm. I don't didn't see what everybody else saw, but I also felt like Gail was doing her job. She I was, do. She was being a journalist. That's what she gets paid for. Exactly. And just because, like, we have to stop thinking that just because, like, someone we love dies, that parts of their life are no longer up for discussion. Because yeah. that's that's absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. And that's all the more reason why these things are that in, happen in your life are going to be talked about. Mm-hmm. It's not just the bad things that are talking. And there's not even really that much bad to talk about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, no. Not at all. Like, this are the situations. A lot, a lot better than people that I live in. Exactly. And the good for him definitely outweighs anything, you know, bad yeah, that bad. came out of whatever. Mm-hmm. So... I just I, I just had a whole problem with that. I had a whole problem with how people responded um, because I just, Gail getting death threats is absurd. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, Snoop Dogg calling her a bitch on Instagram is absurd. It was a lot. It was, it was a lot. The funniest one, though, was the Ari Lennox one when she called her Kaylin <laughs> Okra. She did say that. that I heard that. So but funny. I still didn't appreciate Ari Lennox. And, and you know Ari's my girl. But I don't care. Like, don't get on inter- don't get online and start talking shit about other black women, especially when literally black men was talking shit about you just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you know that doesn't have to be something that's here or there. But I'm saying, like, don't dog out your, your fellow black woman and then expect other people to come to bat for you, like t- Terry Crews. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah. And I think it also just speaks to a deeper issue that I just briefly also briefly want to talk about i think that black people are oh it leads into my argument about the harvey weinstein part of the thing where people are just like feeling like oprah and gail have this secret agenda against black men Mm -hmm. as if black men aren't ruining their own careers and Mm -hmm. um reputations Mm -hmm. um but i hate when people say that i i've always hated when people say that because I feel like a lot of black people don't watch the news, period, but they definitely don't follow what's going on in white media. Mm -hmm. And so you're saying this stuff because two black women that you know aren't talking to those those victims 
But you don't even know that these vic- these victims and accusers are, have been interviewed and told their story on multiple other platforms. That other accusers are on trial, have gone to trial. Pretty sure all of them have lost their jobs. You know, like careers have been ruined. Versus if you look in the black community, we're protecting people who are accused of assaulting women. Yeah. R. Kelly had a whole career, and we knew in the beginning what the... Well, I didn't know, but... I did. I didn't know because I didn't, you know, how I grew up. But I, I, I like... Yeah, and, like, people were passing that around. People were viewing that. Like, it was well known about R. Kelly. And to this day, there are still people out here who want to act like they don't know, mm-hmm. and they're in denial about it. Well, I think the problem is, it's just, like, a lot of us, or some of us don't... It's just that, like... Black men or black people, da da da. Why don't you do it to the white people? Like, mm-hmm. just because you're black doesn't mean you're safe from being like ridiculed for what you've done wrong. Right. Like, the point is, let them handle that. Like, you let whatever. But like, we have to hold ourselves to a standard. And just because somebody did something to, like Bill Cosby, like like R. Kelly, and all these other people, like. And people are coming out saying they did these wrongs. And it doesn't even have to be rape. Like, it could be fraud. It Mm -hmm. could be so much more killing. Like, if they did these things, we have to hold them to a standard. We have to hold them accountable. accountable. And you have to hold people accountable. It's not holding people people accountable. accountable. It's not holding race and all that because then you try to make excuses. And it's like, like, that is their legacy. Their legacy was this. And you have to accept that. Yeah. And you have to understand that money and fame doesn't make you any less of a terrible person. I agree. Like, if anything, it gives you more power and access to be a terrible person. I agree. So let's stop acting like just because somebody's famous and they make music and stuff and whatever that we love, you know, that they're not capable of committing some heinous act because that's just not that's just not reality. I agree. The only thing that does, and this is just a separate, like, just about... Only thing that has ever made me uncomfortable is the Michael Jackson thing. That's the one of the very few, and it's also because he's my favorite. But yes, I can also see past it. I can see past it. But that was really it. And the Monique thing. Those are the only two the things. Who? The Monique, the Monique, Oprah, yeah. Tyler Perry. Like you were in favor of Monique on Monique's side. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cause... It could have been. It could have been handled better. Yeah. On you know, on Monique's part, she could have done a little more, she but she wasn't wild. lying. Yeah. No. Yeah. She wasn't. Those lying. are the only two things that like ever. Like, when I look at Oprah, I'm like, girl. And now it. everybody's just like, oh, Oprah. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not going down that road. Well, that's because we don't <laughs> have time for it. The people it. in this room know how I feel. But, yes, we don't have time for it. But I do want to say, too, that the reason you do see black women giving platforms to the uh, alleged accusers is because most media outlets don't do it. And if we don't create the platform for people who've been victimized to tell their story and feel like they're safe, then... They're never going to feel safe. They're never going to tell their story, and the cycle will continue to happen. So in order for us to stop it, we've got to give these women the platform. You've got to let people tell their stories if they say that something happened to them. And you can't come and be like, oh, you will lie just because I love listening to their CD back in 20, in freaking 1992. So get over it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Moving right along. Okay. <laughs> just... What's next? So I did want to quickly... I don't even know. I feel like this is just me kind of trolling y'all talking about Jesse Smollett because I mm, let me shut up. Let me he's shut up. being charged again. I think it's 
civil this time. I think it's a civil suit. They just find and trying to find something. They're just trying just, to find something. Oh like get out of here. God. Get out of here. And I just also just saying for the people who believe acquittal equals innocence, keep that same energy for Jesse Smollett, okay? Right. Keep that same energy right. for gay men who tell their stories about right. being attacked and stop making it right. seem like they're lying right. just because this situation right. may or may not be the truth. Okay? Right. Just want to put that out there because I, I still don't necessarily think Jesse Smollett was lying. Y'all gonna have to show me some harder proof. Listen, I'm just I saying. don't know if he didn't do it but what I do know is the evidence that this nigga keeps showing us show that he didn't do it. So y'all motherfuckers okay, better come Okay, because I thought it was shit. just me. I feel like I feel like the things that y'all are try- that that they're trying to say is pointing to him saying or pointing to his uh, guilt is not ev- necessarily showing me that he's guilty. He got evidence to back it up. I just I need y'all to come along. I harder. cannot forget last year. Last year it was always. Well, it was this. Then oh, well, the receipts show mm-hmm. this. It well, it was this. Mm-hmm. Well, the receipts show like. They just trying to they just trying to do something to get him because they want to get him so bad. They do, and I want to know why they want to get him, but I also want them to stop because it's just Jesse Smollett. Like, right. like what does Chicago Police Department have against him so bad that this y'all are going this gay. hard after him? Black and gay one in Trump's America. Word. So that's all. That's all I want to say on that. Um, lastly, we were going to talk about Zaya and Dwayne Wade. Over the weekend, Zaya or Gabrielle Union posted a video of their daughter talking about. She was talking about just uh, no, well, it was Dwayne Wade recording. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Dwayne Wade was recording. Gabrielle posted it, and it was in a golf cart. Which, by the way, they were in a golf cart for all the haters. Go ahead. They were in a golf cart, and she was driving the car. She had on her golfing glove. Um, Y'all want to talk shit. She's younger Come than to the country club. Half I'm sorry. Of, she's hard, like twice as young as half of y'all in driving earlier than y'all ever could. Driving the golf club on the golf course. Thank you very much. You know what that means? It means she got money, which most of y'all don't have. You have to finish the story. <laughs> Go ahead. Driving the golf cart on the golf course, like my co-host has said. Um, yeah, she was explaining to her um, her father, and he was just asking questions about living her truth. Mm-hmm. Um, they did an interview earlier with Ellen. You know, oh, they did? I didn't, yeah, see, I didn't see that. I didn't even see that. Yeah, Ellen was interviewing Dwayne. <laughs> Gotta go look at that. About also pretty much like the same thing, like why accepting her is important, mm-hmm. yada, 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 yeah, yeah. Yes, because Zaya has now officially come out as wanting to identify with she, her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, like, I wish I knew who I was at that young of an age. Because she's, like, what, 11? Yeah, 11, 12. Yeah, 11, 12-ish. Like, I I freaking wish. I was so nerdy and awkward. He has three kids, right? Yeah, he has three kids. He has the baby, her, and then another girl. Or a guy. A guy. A boy. That guy's older. Is the oldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays basketball, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All because he plays with LeBron James' son. And I get the families mixed up all the time. So in my head, I'm like, yes, Zuri. Nope, that's LeBron James. (laughs) Girl, Kavaya. Yep, shady baby. <laughs> you know what? Come on. Don't mess up the baby. That's a shady baby, Not man. All black people look alike. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, they did that. Yes, yeah, so I think it's really beautiful. And if you couldn't tell, then um, haters can kiss kiss their ass. Yeah, but this is like typical <laughs> like, black people. Hating, mourning the black man agenda, hotel. Like, how dare you be mad at a man or a, any person for loving their child? 
They want to be them. <laughs> like, that be fuck sucking. They be the ones that be sucking the dicks on the DL and be on the apps with no look. picture. Talk about I'm afraid to show my face. <laughs> Bitch, we know you ugly and you just be the drug dealer on the corner. You just don't want to show your face. And that's how it be. They be the ones that be like, oh, yeah, fuck them niggas and ka, 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 ka. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that comment. But they be the ones bent over mm-hmm. the table. Facts. Getting their backs flung Actual, out. Actual, by the, by the By the queenness of the queens. Mm-hmm. Now look who the who is the real I and I can say this one none of y'all can look who the real faggot now bitch, yeah. Now none of y'all better go home and say that if you ain't if you ain't <laughs> don't, if you ain't in the LGBT and the T and the Q. What I thought it was the S in LGBTQ. So many letters. <laughs> I do want to leave you all with this Frederick Douglass quote that I saw earlier today. What he said. He said. Let my people go. It's. You're annoying. He said it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Amen. So I just want to leave you guys with that. Love your kids. He said build. Wait, repeat that. It is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chicken soup for the soul. I didn't even know I was going to have to use that quote today. But look at God. <laughs> here, putting us here to deliver these words to you all so that you will hopefully Learn. Okay. Now, now the only problem, okay, and this is not really so much a problem. It's just like social media and, oh, my God, they love their daughter. I think that's just how a parent should be. Like, you, I feel like you shouldn't like, be awarded. Almost like the definition of parent. Yeah, like, right? you take care of your child and you love them unconditionally. Like, you don't, like, you don't, we don't, like, you don't get an award. Like, God, mm-hmm. you love your trans child. Here is an award for it, like <laughs> which I don't think he's looking for. No, but like yeah, it's yeah. just like social media, like yeah. like vampiring the fuck out of it, like. Yeah. And that's probably because some of them, once again, when they kids come home and come out as any of the LGBTQ, they looking around like, how who touched you? Not even well, because mis mis miseducation, right. but also There's because a hell. lot of them are. Uh, can't face their own truths. Yeah. Too much Jesus. And have too much drama in their own lives that they Amen. haven't worked through. Your kids shouldn't have to deal with that. Like, you're supposed to love your child. That's literally the definition of parent. And so, Dwayne and Gabs are doing a great job. You know, and they're, they're model like, um, parents. I, exactly. Because some of y'all just like, I need nigga none of you. Now you work not. All right. So, we're going <laughs> to go to a commercial and we'll be right back. Bye. Hey losers, are you looking for a DJ to spin your parties because you're tired of putting your phone in the aux and hearing Spotify commercials? Let me put you on. Our friend, The Lounge Inn, that is The Lounge Inn, two ends, is on Instagram and he is the perfect DJ for you. He has spun parties, he has DJ battle before, and guess what? He make his own beats, bitch. So get put on to him, DJ Shy Guy. And once again, his Instagram is the lounge in with two ends. What are you waiting for? Aren't you tired of putting your phone in the aux? Hey guys, we're back. Yay. Okay. And we have a special guest today. He is mm-hmm. from the islands. Grenada, Grenada. Mm-hmm. And he DJs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, yep, that's and right. Yeah. Like sweet. So we love to have people like that. We show. love facts. Also correct. Also correct. Yes. Luther, how are you? Good, good. day. What's going on? Luther, a.k.a. DJ Shy Guy. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Any other name drops? 
at the lounge and on Instagram. Amen. Yeah. Where follow that premium vibes entertainment. Follow that too. Yep. Oh, See? yeah. I, I think I had that one. Gotti, yeah. Luther Gotti. Okay. Got <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So, Luther, tell us about yourself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My name is Luther. Um, I'm an audio arts major, graduate student at SU. So it's VPA and Newhouse combined. So I get to kind of be like a half breed. Oh, okay. um, is, is VPA not in Newhouse? No, VPA no. is its own building. They say, yeah, it's they like, say it's VPA is the place Schaefer. Newhouse Schaefer people. Yeah, Safer Art mm. Building. They say if you don't get into Newhouse, you go to VPA. I'm no shade. That's what they said. No, yeah, no, that's, 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 <laughs> he's like, no, that's, that's actual what it is. Yeah, facts. That's I did not facts. know it was its own entity. Yeah, it's yeah. like its own. And wow. then they just like, new house was like, there's some of y'all who are doing some dope stuff, so they were just like, for We're audio grab arts. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So. <laughs> I am amazed. Okay, sorry, I'm amazed. So, what made you decide to do audio arts? I mean, obviously you're a DJ, but like. Yeah, so yeah. I What's was... What's your journey? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so I went here for undergrad many moons ago. Um, not that old. I'm, I'm old. Oh, so <laughs> I, came oh. here for, I came here for environmental engineering um, oh. and engineering Wait, management. That's a lot. Yeah, it was completely different. You did Not science? music. Yeah. Yeah. Was that part of the reason why you changed over or did you like have a hobby that you picked up and decided that yeah. it was going to? OK. So I had a hobby. I was DJing. Um, I was trash at first. I was so trash. But I loved music and I really mm-hmm. wanted to like get into it. So I would DJ the beginning of house parties. Mm-hmm. I would DJ kickbacks. So I would parts. like people would mm-hmm. have like little like oh, I'm celebrating. I'm like having a pregame. And I'd be like, I'll come DJ it. Like I would come <sighs> to everything. Kind of I would DJ on little Bluetooth speakers, anything I could find. And then um, when I finally got good at it, then it was like every weekend I was wow. DJing. So. He's always booked. <laughs> yeah. Always booked and busy. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. You were getting in your 10,000 hours. Yeah. I was hearing, I was listening to, uh, what's his name on Hollywood Unlocked? DJ Damage. Do you know mm-hmm. that is? Do you know yeah. DJ Damage? Yeah. Who's yeah. that? <clears throat> Um, yeah, yeah he's, he's legit. Famous, yeah, he does the podcast with uh, Jason Lee and Melissa Ford. Ew. Okay, well, <laughs> he's the good third chair, and he was just talking about how, like, the first year he DJed, it was just... Garbage. Stri- yeah, it was Absolute garbage, but it was basita. straight, like, like you know, smaller things, house parties, kickbacks, stuff like that. Like, he wouldn't turn out anything. So, yeah, yeah, that's how you, like, you know, get your yeah. little practice, get your foot in the door. Yeah. I like that. So you did that in the beginning, <laughs> and then what else happened? And then I jumped into corporate life, which I did. Um, I worked at Frito Lay for five years. I can't which, even imagine that. Yeah, me neither. So corporate life was interesting because it's like when you're working at a factory, you work in all types of crazy hours. So mm-hmm. I was working 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Oh, what like the hell no! Managing people who were w- making chips. Wow. So I like I Fritos. did they make yeah. the twisted barbecue ones? Oh, I don't like Fritos. Yeah. I like Lay's. They yeah. did. Yeah, we made that too. Yeah, yeah. I Do love the twisted barbecue. It's, it's so Those good. are the only Fritos I like. Well, wait, no, okay. Fritos is the name brand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, you got it, you got it. Right. So what are the? Ch- aren't those chips? Yeah, those are Fritos, Fritos too. Yeah, the corn Fritos. chips. Yeah, okay. the corn chips. Yeah. Uh, 
hate those. <laughs> Love the twisted barbecue ones. Yeah, those are good. The honey that. barbecue twists. I did. I'm proud of honey you. barbecue twists. Yeah, those That's are good. Babe. Those are good. I I gained so much weight just like because you can only eat imagine. it. <laughs> you, you're supposed to like test it like every four hours. So I was just like every, <laughs> every four hours. I yeah. have no problem testing. But I was going like every hour just testing it, like just <laughs> eating chips. Like this one's this batch is good. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this one's I'm good. So I, I, I almost almost finished it, but I'm like, nah, this is good though. You can let you can let that one go. But I did that for five years, and um, wow, and five years. Yeah, okay, wow. Which, working a night shift for five years yeah. takes a toll. Oh and you God. did the same shift for five years. I did. So I switched between second and third shift because I got promoted mm-hmm. and like all that jazz. But promotions there, it's like it feels good. But when you're still on the off shift, it's like I still can't sleep. So yeah, and that second shift is my that's my least favorite shift. Yeah, I'd honestly do the third before I do the second. Yeah, yeah. most most people rather do the third shift. Yeah, no, I only do the first. I like the first too. <laughs> it's just something about going in when it's daytime, coming out when it's night that messes me yeah. I like my me night up. me too but I'm also a night owl so that I could work overnight because I and be... I also love to sleep during the day but that's if when you I get work in the morning sleep. you could be in the club twerking and Luther I don't be DJing. that's true I don't that's be in the club now but that is true <laughs> 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 nah, that's true but it, it was you know it wasn't too bad I mean Binghamton it's not the most exciting town. It has great places to eat, but it's not mm-hmm. the most exciting place in America or in New York. So that, I was like, I can't do the night shift anymore. So I finally was like, I'm doing all this DJ work. I was working with artists, like producing beats for them and stuff. And I was like, I should just pursue this full time. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I took the plunge. And that's how I ended up here. Okay. I was like, I'm going to do one more lap in Syracuse because I love Thank this Thank God it's a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank I'm God. saying, I don't know how you did it for more than that, but yeah. hey, you came back, so. Right. <laughs> you know? So weird. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn, okay. Yeah. Gang, gang. Yeah, so you're, so you're used to cold. So you, so you have an uh, Instagram page called The Lounge-In. Like, what is The Lounge-In? Yeah, so The Lounge-In, it's, uh, it was ambiguous. It was something that I came up with kind of because I was always someone who, Whenever I was DJing, I wanted to have, like, invoke a feeling. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted people to feel something, um, to relax, feel chill, but also be able to turn up if they wanted to. And mm-hmm. I felt like the lounge-in was this ambiguous. I think when I was talking with you about it before, you kind of yeah. described it as, like, this place where it just seems, like, really dope. There's, like, jazz yes. or maybe there's whatever your favorite music is just happens to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's drinks. Mm-hmm. There's food. Um, there's a good vibe, there's good energy mm-hmm. from people around you, and I just wanted to kind of invoke that in whatever music I produce, whatever music I DJ, things like that. So, mm-hmm. so then it's kind of something that you bring to the space yeah. versus it being its own space that you enter into. Right. Yeah. You know, kind of one of the. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to have your own space? Yeah. Is that what you see? Yeah. It? Yeah. I I really um I mean like in the future I definitely want to own a restaurant slash club kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, merging that together, you know, good food, good people, good vibes, like especially with music, I feel like it's there's nothing that tops that. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if you guys have seen Star, mm-hmm. but um, when Brandy buys the club, like that is what I'm picturing. Like, because she has like artists performing, music, food, Bar, mm-hmm. smoking, yeah. like very like up class, not really up class, 
Like that's what I'm really feeling right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, and we need more. We we need more places like that. Oh yeah, right. Like absolutely. Like, that are actually like good. Yeah, that are actually yeah. good. That the music's actually good. That you know you're gonna come to. The food's gonna be good, mm-hmm. and it'll just be a good time. Of like, yeah. yeah, we need more it's, black spaces like that where you we just do. feel comfortable walking in, and then you mm-hmm. just can vibe with people. You can just come after work. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. Come, that kind of feeling. That's exactly. Kinda, yeah. Exactly. Like literally like a little lounge. Like, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. a lounge. And that's like, why yeah. I was like a lounge and I was like the lounge, the end part was kind of just like I wanted to kind of put something clever at the end of it. I don't know if it works but it, it was works. more so like a place where you can stay for a while. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like what that spark is. Totally works. Oh, that was a good pitch. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It works. That's, yeah. that's how sense. I get my gigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Livin, what are your goals for yourself and your um, future in DJing? I would say, uh, so my future to me looks like uh, being able to, yeah, own that that space for people to come out and just be able to feel safe in a, a spot where they can really vibe out. Um, but my main dream right now is to not only work with artists, but um, build a company uh, that's centered around good music centered around putting poetry as well as some of the other arts that we sometimes forget about, sometimes that are not looked at as much, you know, black art, black paintings, Mm -hmm. putting all that together um, and kind of forming a group of content, a group of, or a collective of uh, people who put out all these different types of art um, and being able to cultivate that in a way that you know, people can really showcase their talent instead of, you know, just the usual hype or the usual stuff that you hear in the mainstream day to day. And I think it's sort of like a counterculture that um, I see a lot of artists that have such different sounds, such yeah. different vibes that don't always get put out there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's common. It's like you, whenever there's a wave that everyone's on, that's all you hear. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, there's some really dope content that I want to help push, help brand out to to people in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's really great because there is a lot of music that is right. just, it just goes so under the radar. And then when you hear it, you're just like, I can't believe more people are not listening to this. So, yeah. yeah, they need that platform. If I could become a music producer, get a platinum record, you will. that mm-hmm. would be You will be, be a music Absolutely. producer. So that's, oh that's the immediate goal right now. Yeah, it'll happen. I see it. So, since this is a love episode, we are going to dive a little bit into your love life. Oh, my God. Uh, are you yeah. single or are you yeah. taken? I am taken. Okay. I am taken. All right, so you fucking creeps back off. <laughs> I know y'all Ain't no creeps. Ain't no creeps. Nah. nah. My DMs are dry. <laughs> They're dry. dry. Know all about it. So, tell us a little <laughs> bit more. Tell us a little bit more about your girlfriend. Yes. Um, my girlfriend right now is pursuing a master's Um in visual communications and she's actually working on her master's project right now it's really dope yeah yeah is that like her final project yeah yeah Yeah. we see it how can we see it she's gonna be done with it most likely by august Mm -hmm. um like fully done with it but yeah yeah it's like there's a lot of work that goes into she does photography videography animation she's like culminating all of that into this insane brainchild which is yeah to the grammys (sighs) look Fuck the Grammys. Look, <laughs> she's about to okay. It's make some really dope stuff and stuff that's also necessary because, yeah. like, I like we we do have um God, black people are so amazing. We're really coming up when it comes to like making movies and TV shows and stuff like that. But like, unless you're Tyler Perry, uh, <laughs> I would like to see 
some more. Um, I would like to see some more animation. That would be really cool. I think yeah. we need more black cartoons. I'm excited. But back to her. People. So yeah, so she's from Trinidad, which is a great country. Obviously, I'm biased. I like Grenada a little mm-hmm. bit more because that's the best <laughs> island in the Caribbean. But um, she's from Trinidad. Dope, dope person. Um, and I, I know anytime she comes into a room, like, she lights it up. Yeah. Like, she's just always a big personality. Yeah, definitely. Comes in, talks to everyone. She's very social, very nice, and just, but knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. She knows what she wants. When she walks in, she's like, she when she has a goal to get done, it's it's going to get done. Yeah. Mm. 24 hours. And that's, like, her thing. Wow. Yeah. Strong woman. That's Love yeah. to see it. So tell us how you all met. Right. I need the deets. I need the stories. <laughs> the, the photograph comes out tomorrow. So we need mm-hmm. to have yeah. like a fake. Black love story. Right. Go and I need it. to hear it right now. Yeah. So it's a weird story. So we um we met at a Little Dicky concert. My middle school friend was a fan of Little Dicky and wanted to go to this concert. And Cher was going to be with her, just tagging along. And I was supposed to be the driver for it. The day before, my car got totaled, long story, mm. but I had a rental, and it was like this big, black, unlimited Jeep, so I was Oof. like, mm-hmm. in style, style, I'm like, yeah, I'm <laughs> okay. like, I'm, about to, I'm showing up late, pulling but up. I'm showing nice. up with a Jeep, right. yes. Yes. so I'm pulling up, you know, and like, I, I got like cologne on, you know, everything, I'm trying to look fresh, because I knew she was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys, you'd seen her before? Yeah, I'd seen her on, okay. on like, you know, social media. Okay. Mm, and okay. so I was he like, was playing so mm-hmm. was, <laughs> that's exactly what I was getting to. Like, you was like, oh, tonight's the night. Right. I, 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 I got that rental on purpose. Nah, so <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I got, I got the Jeep. Like, I'm about to pull up. And I get there, and I'm like, all right, everyone jump in. We got to go. We got to go. And they're like, whoa, when did you get a Jeep? And I was like, I'll explain later. We just got to go. You're a Jeep. You're coming and up like, in here taking charge. Yeah, like I'm, I'm looking like, <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, like, yeah, I'm like macho. Like, well, that's a whole nother discussion. I'm but, doing it. <laughs> so we get there, and, you know, she's not necessarily impressed because, like, you know, a Jeep is not going to impress her. And I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> This girl's, got, so, this girl's got depth. Girl. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, obviously, you know, we get to the concert, uh, and she's not the biggest, you know, she doesn't listen to that music. She usually listens to, like, Caribbean, soca, oh, mainly, like, her. mainly soca, Afrobeat. So, you know, she's she's That's like she's appreciating the concert, but she's yeah. not, like, you know, jumping up and down or anything. So we start having a conversation in the, like, uh, close to the back, and, um, you know, I, like I said, she has this energy that you just immediately gravitate to. It's mm-hmm. like she's such a dope person. And then on top of that, you know, if I can be honest, she has sex appeal. It's yeah. like she caught me. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> you, got, you got something. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, basically from there, you know, we exchanged numbers, all that stuff. Um, and we kept in contact. And... Again, with that job that I had at Frito-Lay, it was hard to kind of keep contact because mm-hmm. I'm just working the night shifts and mm-hmm. stuff and just, like... So, we we had some moments where it was, like, it was tough, like, yeah. to communicate. But one thing, I mean, she's a problem solver. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, we got this issue. We lay it all out. We figure everything, like, what's really the issue here? Mm-hmm. And then... She's like, all right, let's make this plan of action. Let's make Amen. this work. Right. And, and she was feeling you, so it was worth yeah, it. was worth so it. it. So it's worth, so it's worth figuring it, it out. Said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. exactly. Like, like, no, we got to figure this out. And I, I think that's one thing I always admire is that she 
she doesn't see obstacles. She sees the solution. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then that that's something that when I always had the lack of communication or I had issues with, you know, expressing myself, she would just get to the bottom of it. She'd be like, all right, we need to really work on this. Mm-hmm. And I think um, one of the things that we discussed one of the time is love languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how important that is, is being able to love someone the way that they want to be loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not get that at first. I had, I was like, well, you just, you know, you give flowers. And mm-hmm. Right. Like, nah, nah, nah. You got to yeah. upgrade. Step your cookies up. <laughs> In the words of Nicholas Minaj. So... <laughs> Um, how long was it, like, when you guys first met and when you actually started dating? Like, I'm always interested in knowing, like, was there, like, a talking period? How long did it last? And I think another question is, how long is too long to talk? Yeah, like... Is it is it a natural kind of thing? Or, right. Like, did it just flow? Like, because some people really be out here like, yeah, we talked and we just knew that we were dating. And I'm yeah, like, what the and, fuck? and some people, some, <laughs> yeah. some, some people literally meet and they're just like, we've literally been inseparable since, inseparable since, and so it's like, okay, that and never me, happens. I'd be like, Oof, back up. You know, we talk a little and then I just yeah. hear from them again. She's so, not one for ambiguity. So yeah, it's like it's like clear cut. Like we we got to know each other for like a year, mm-hmm. but then it was like, all right. Wow. Now, are we going to I know, that next so step? Admirable. Like, it's just like, are we getting to that next step or not? It was kind of just a plain, clear cut question. And that's something that has always, in some ways, startled me, but also made me feel like, okay, this is something that I should be sure of. Yeah. Is that she would just ask it so plainly, and there was no, you know, if, ands, or buts. It was just yes or no. Mm-hmm. And that really made the difference of, like, okay, yeah. This yeah. is this is what I want. So I, I need to be able to be confident and say that. Mm-hmm. And those affirmations are something else. Yeah. It, it really, it really when you really start to understand that this is decisions you're making so that you can make future decisions, like bigger decisions down the road, family, things like that, it's really important that you say yes or no. Like yeah. you just make yeah. it as simple as yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's important to be clear. Up. Had had you dealt with that in the past before? It was like, more so like I, I felt I've, I've dealt with like the talking phases, yeah. And things but like it that, just kind of like, still kinda being... like you know you end up in the uh, like the murkiness, kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah, the murkiness. Yeah, I hate like, that. You know that causes resentment because yeah. then people are just like you know they're not really getting what they want, mm-hmm. but they're not gonna tell you. Yep. Mm. Yep. So my question is because I feel like oh my god, men are very passive aggressive <laughs> creatures, even though they be out here acting like they not. <laughs> They not. Okay. I feel like men are very passive-aggressive creatures. So, like, how... how? I don't know if you're passive-aggressive, and if you are, like, how did that change? Like, proper communication? Because communication is key. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, like, some passive-aggressive people don't realize that they're Mm passive-aggressive. Like, I I didn't realize how passive-aggressive I was until I started getting called out. Mm. And she can call you out real quick. Yeah. (laughs) So, it was one of those things I, I... I learned and I realized the way that I speak, my tone of voice, mm-hmm. all of that can come off passive aggressive. Yeah. And when you're passive aggressive, it's again, you know, you're bouncing around your intentions. You're kind of like, oh, well, I kind of don't like this, but I don't want to say it. So I'm going to say it in this way mm-hmm. so that hopefully you get it. Yeah. It, it's just, you just got to be more straightforward. Yeah, I was going to say, it's that it's indirectness tough. again. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like, I, I even learned that with like, Back to like DJing, it's like if you don't set, you know, boundaries or set what is important, people just take advantage of it. They'll yeah. be like, oh, well, mm. 
you know, we don't have to pay him right now or, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah, we can get somebody to, you know, do it instead. So how did Boundaries um, play in, like, what role does Boundaries play in your relationship or even you guys moving to a relationship? Because yeah. we also live together, too. Yeah. 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 So Boundaries are, yeah. Boundaries good point. are key. That's really, yeah. Boundaries are key. I think a lot of it is, you know, you got to be open-minded with your boundaries, too. Mm. It's like, which boundaries are you willing to either sacrifice, but also which boundaries are, like, your, like, those are your dead stops, your mm-hmm. deadlines. Like, I need, you know, this amount of space, or I need, like, for for her, obviously, she has a lot of equipment, like, a lot of camera equipment, a lot of, and she has a cat and a turtle. So oh my it's gosh, like she has a turtle. So, yeah, that's so, so dope. random. So it's like I know, I know. It's like I know, but I want a turtle so bad. Right. So it's like right. We're we're not gonna like be like ah right, now nah, we can't fit the turtle in here. We gotta like <laughs> right, he's damn. out. Like he's the out. Like nah. Like yeah. It, we we got and and that's something where it's like okay, I need a I I might have to break down a boundary because I've never had pets before and okay. I might have to learn how to like get along with pets. I thought I was allergic to cats. So far, I've been good with this cat. So far, everyone thinks they are, but yeah, they're it's not. Just a black exactly. person. It's, it's, <laughs> okay, it's, it is like it really you're is. not like it really is. So I mean, there's like boundaries like that, and for me, like I got all this DJ equipment, so I want my speakers. Yeah, I want my speakers to be oh, set yeah, up. I need some storage space. Yeah, so they're gonna I, of need course, individual studios. Right, <laughs> they need like individual studio space. Right, but like, yeah, like that's what so that's some important. Just like setting up times yeah. where we can utilize the space in a certain way, and then also making time for ourselves. Yeah, because like when you're two creatives in one space. Heads can really clash mm-hmm. really quick, but mm-hmm. that's one thing we always gotta like support and then you know back away a little bit so that each of us have space. Yeah, you but, gotta um, continue continue to build yourself up, continue to engage in your self care, so you can then also give it to another person. You know, so yeah. yeah. So my last question, because we have to get out of the studio. Um, so it's Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Um, like you said, your girlfriend is. In a nice sunny island, living her best life while we are freezing in hell. So jealous. Um, how is that working with Valentine's being to, um, tomorrow? I know what we saw on Instagram that her birthday was earlier. So like, how was that all working? Yeah. This is like tell us what you did. This is like two week hell week for me right yeah. now. It's like birthday <laughs> then Valentine's Day back to back. Um, so it's a lot of research. It's a lot, and it takes a lot of effort of just finding out ways to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and I'm still learning that. It's it's tough. Like, this is new. Um, but one thing I've learned is, again, communication, mm-hmm. sticking to, let's find a, val- like a, a reliable method of communication and stick to it and talk about how we're feeling each day. Even if it's just a small message, a face call, mm-hmm. like whatever it is, something so that we see each other mm-hmm. or that we at least get a chance to hear each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things, so she doesn't know it yet, but there's going to be a bunch of tulips coming to her door tomorrow, <laughs> which to try and find that like in Trinidad, it was yeah. kind of tough. That's especially a challenge. A lot of the places there don't have websites like that. They don't have, right. you know, different things like that. So Internet who? Okay. Yeah, like it's it's different. It's yeah. definitely different. And I think with long distance, with any long distance relationship, the communication is so key because mm. anytime that falls off, it, it raises speculation, yeah. doubt, 
And then you just get into the rabbit hole of, you know, the Instagram quotes that show, like, oh my gosh, yes. if he ain't doing this, you know. Yeah. You Next thing to, you know, you're yeah, being passive-aggressive yeah, again yeah, exactly. on social media. <laughs> exactly. Then you get then you get the Facebook status about you, and you're like, damn. Mm, like, I feel like, like that was yeah. to me. And then you start seeing who's liking it, and you're like, yo, why they like this? Okay, yeah, like, who's agreeing like with this? Yeah, like, what? what? I mess Like, what What the heck is that? So, Those yeah. facts, yes. Oh, my God, tulips. Yeah. So I know. So damn cute. I love tulips. <laughs> Well, we usually do a wrap-up on our show, just, like, words of advice that, like, you can give. Do you have any words of advice that you would give listeners and, like, viewers about, like, following their dreams and just about love in general? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for both things, the biggest part is just making sure that you do everything with purpose. Mm. Everything that you do, if you're going to love, love with purpose. If you're going to go after your dreams, do it with purpose because that's going to really drive you in those days where, Y'all aren't getting along or, you know, the production that you make doesn't really look as good as you wanted it or doesn't sound as good. I've made maybe a thousand whack, whack beats mm-hmm. and I've I'm sure I've gone into a thousand arguments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, throughout all of it, the purpose and making sure that there's clarity in your purpose, you're not going to ever, ever feel regret. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. Wow. Luther. So great to have you. Thank so y'all for having me here. Thank you know, for like, You're our first guest. Whoop, I appreciate whoop, whoop. that. So now when he becomes famous, we are proof that he was actually here. We Boy. do. We know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just let the people know where they can find you. Right. What yeah. is your socials? All right. So Instagram at the Lounge Inn. T H E L O U N G E I N N. Actually, no, I got that right. Yeah, um, you do. We love spelling. <laughs> we love spelling bees. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's like the main method of communication. Obviously, follow Premium Vibes Entertainment. That's the DJ page that has everything in terms of music, DJing, anything you need. Um, yeah. Word. And hit him up if you need him. Yeah. Right? yeah Don't yeah. waste his Beat. time. He knows okay. how to song write. Yeah. yeah. Hook you up, man. Be a, And be a good-ass DJ on top of that. Right. Because, so. yeah. once again, we're tired of you plugging your phones into the office. <laughs> no, we're actually tired of that. <laughs> and we're tired of your Pandora <laughs> commercials. You know, we're yeah. getting older now. Like, let's actually have events with right. DJs. Right. Make yeah. it classy. Make it cute. Please. Of I'm course. not coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. And um, you know where to find us. Same place. So please send your questions, yep. your businesses, yep. and your interview if you want to be interviewed. No, don't send us that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick the interviews. You guys send us your businesses if you want to be featured on the show on a commercial and your questions if you, for some reason, would like to hear our advice on something. All right, y'all. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>